uh, one thing that, uh, if you're cool with, I would like to, um, make an addendum to when he snatches the stencil, he would, if possible, um, without, you know, confronting or, or having to have a physical altercation, uh, he would like to liberate these pieces of shit's wallets. And he will, he'll give the wallets back, but he wants to take all available cash from them. And what he wants to do whenever he gets a minute is, you know, go to a convenience store, wherever sells paint. And he wants to get a, a portable way to cover up all of the uh, strong men graffiti that's been going on. And he wants to go to the library and find some kind of non-affiliate symbol like that doesn't belong to any particular organization but it just means like equality for all gender races uh, metas non-metas sexes sexual orientation like some kind of universal symbol that's probably been made in this universe and uh, he wants to uh, make his own portable stencil of that. So what he wants to do is cover up that graffiti. And since it's going to be noticeable, since it'll probably be like a different paint than whatever the walls are, he wants to put this stencil over it kind of as his own thing. So as he goes along and sees these symbols, he, he wants to cover them up and, and replace them with this new one. When he goes to Morgan's office and Morgan asks, oops, Morgan, when he goes to Roland's office and Roland asks him, uh, what, you know, how he got wrapped up into this, he'll, he'll let him know. He'll, he'll tell him about how he stopped the, the two groups, which I guess he already knows about since he had the, had the paper and everything, but where he showed back up and was, offered the job and got the weird feeling from the lady and how she was like, it was almost felt like a veiled threat. Um, except he probably wouldn't use those, you know, he'd, he'd say something to, um, like she was saying nice things, but she kind of, I don't know. It felt like she was being aggressive or something. Uh, man, I, I just can't put my finger on it, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't have any money, but you know, this, this is for the right thing. And I know you're a PI, you're not a hero, but you kind of are. So if you can help, I mean, that's great. And, you know, so on and so forth. And like I said, Roland gives him a hard time, but I guess caves eventually. And when Morgan goes back and gets some sleep, and I imagine he does not get much sleep. Um, he probably three to five hours max, um, just enough to, to keep him going, uh, depending on how rough and exhausting the night previously night and day have been. Cause he doesn't patrol just at night. He, he probably, or he definitely patrols during the day and, you know, does his few odds and ends. And he gets the distinct feeling when he's getting ready to go to bed that, there's something big that's about to happen. Like he, he has no idea what it is or what it's going to pertain to outside of probably these political parties, but he's just got a bad feeling for the sink and he wants to 
be prepared, be ready for possibly anything. So he's going to keep an eye out for any other metas that he sees. And he's going to try to start like rallying them or even I say metas, but I mean heroes. Oh, also, is this happening? When is this happening in relation to uh, what went down with Puppeteer? Like, is this pre or during? Are we building up towards the uh, the event? Because I'm just trying to figure out, like, what known heroes are possibly doing what. And he's probably going to avoid telling Paku about any of this because one the you know the fish probably won't understand and if he tells him to be alert it may be it may backfire and pertaining to the dream you know he he wakes up when the the lady says not yet and he kind of starts and he he scratches his head and kind of stretches out on the the blankets he's got on the floorboard and He's probably, he's not going to go back to sleep after that. I don't, I don't know if the, the dream stays with him or not, but maybe because she looked at him or what, but, you know, his or his subconscious, he doesn't read much into dreams or anything, but he can't help but feel uh, like this was somehow targeted specifically at him. It's not exactly how I want to put it, but... I can't think of how else to articulate that. But he's going to he's going to start the next day unless you've got something in particular and he's just going to go back out and he's going to patrol and he'll definitely swing by and check out the TPP and uh, some of the spots that have been tagged and kind of start his little little project on that and He's going to try to make sure that this powder keg uh, that he fills is not going to blow his small little community over. So while I like the idea of graffitiing over the strongman thing, and I have no problem with it, I don't think there is a universal symbol of acceptance in this world. I think if Morgan wants to spray paint that over the existing strongman thing, he's going to have to come up with it himself. Um, you could do a role, or you could pitch some ideas, or you could settle for something that represents some equality. There are those equal sign things that we see on bumper stickers. There are some Buddhist symbols. Some stuff like that would work. So, you know, you can pick a symbol and let me know what you're going to use. It's fine in any case. Morgan doesn't have any problem getting the money off these bozos. And, um... There's probably, even though they've spent plenty of money at the bar, there's probably enough there to also buy him some groceries. Morgan can spend some of day three painting over those symbols with his own. But first, day three, July 12th, 2018. 
When he goes out in the morning, Morgan finds a copy of the River City Revel for the day, which says, Sink Seven Arraigned. With a closer look through the article, it sounds like the eight guys from the incident where he intervened were taken into custody. They were arrested, and um, all of them were brought before the court. It looks like one of them is going to get out of it. Sounds like he has money or comes from a well-to-do family or something, but the rest are going to be put in front of a judge later today to await sentencing. They all entered uh, in their arraignments. They all entered guilty pleas, except for this one. So um, the paper says they'll be covering the situation as it develops and that their website will have more information. They'll have an updated version online. So after he sees that, Morgan heads out, makes his, makes his stencil in whatever way you want to describe, and goes to the locations where he knows that it is and paints over it. think also there's another instance of the tag that has popped up overnight, but he finds it and paints over that one too. While he's going from rooftop to rooftop doing this, he notices some activity in the sky. He's like, what are these oddly regular birds? After a minute, he realizes they're not their drones. Going over these tags will take him an hour or two tops. So let me know what his agenda is for day three. Until he can either create, find, or collaborate um, a better symbol, he, for some reason, is drawn to the Celtic and Norse uh, unity symbol, the, the, the trinity. So he's going to use that um, kind of as a, as a proxy temporarily. He, um, he might hit up the uh, art collective that got tagged last night, um, but he's not terribly worried about doing that. Right away, he just kind of wants to show a symbol of, um, you know, togetherness and um, try to strengthen the the Sync community. The Sync 7, you know, he's just, he's going to let that go. You know, he'll he'll still um, stay somewhat abreast on it through the newspapers and everything, but he considers it completely out of his hands as you know this is the justice system's responsibility now for the matter of the drones and correct me if I'm wrong but he would assume that the city does not have the budget for a project like this so his guts telling him that this is the 
the technocrats. Um, that for some reason they're patrolling the city and, you know, he doesn't know if this is legal or extra legal or, um, anything along those lines. While this may bother him, you know, he doesn't, he's not going to wreck him or, or try to take him down or anything. It doesn't settle him, um... You know, he, th- he thinks back to the conversation and that they, they're using, like, fake facial recognition on, on people. And he's afraid that he, they may be doing that just, like, on people on the street. And it seems like they might be overreaching uh, their boundaries. So next time he seems he sees Roland, he'll ask him about that and see if he knows anything more specific on it. And I guess for uh, today and tonight, he's just going to do his normal thing. He's going to patrol. He, he's he got a side thing that he does. Um, if it's a quiet night, uh, he'll work on, like, the, the elevated sidewalks uh, that people are building in the sink. Like, he'll help reinforce it. Or if he sees that someone's uh, started to build one from one building to the other, he'll quietly and surreptitiously um, try to add on or strengthen it uh, with whatever resources he can find around. So, yeah, um, that's what he's he's going to be up to. He's just going to be keeping an eye out because, like I said, he's, he's just got that gut feeling that some shit's about to go down. And um, if he sees any other heroes running around, he's going to see if he can try to recruit them into helping patrol the sink and, and keep an eye on things. Um, he probably won't go into depth with his conversation with the technocrats. He will, um, but he'll, he'll kind of give them a rundown uh, without going into like super, super duper specifics. I think it's reasonable to assume that when Sentinel goes to paint over the graffiti on the Tribrick building, it's named that because it's on the corner of what was once Triangle Street and Brick Lane. Um, the artists, some of the artists living there who are exiles from New York call it Tribricka. Anyway, I think when he's going over the graffiti on that building, I think it's reasonable to think somebody from there would poke their head out and he could quickly have a conversation with one or more inhabitants of the building and sort of explain what he's about. They would be sort of unimpressed with him being a superhero. They'd just be like, right, okay. And um, there's... So the two people that he speaks to are the only other people from this building that I've mentioned before. One is a um, middle-aged man who turns out to be an engineer who is working on some sort of high-tech project he doesn't want to go into detail about. He's the one who leaned out the window with the shotgun uh, last night or poked the shotgun out the door, out the window. Um, His name is Jeffers. That's all he tells you. He's just like, I'm Jeffers. He's like, and this is Rosie. Rosie is the, um, Rosie is a very tall, um, muscular woman who's punk as fuck. 
she is some sort of artist, um, a painter, and the two of them are around when Sentinel comes by to paint over the tags, and they uh, they have some criticism for his counter-design, but um, they talk amongst themselves for a second, and then Jeffers is like, I gotta get back to work. And he walks away, but Rosie comes over to him, and she's just like, we'll handle this. If they come back around here, we'll take care of it. And uh, why don't you let me pass uh, some design ideas around the building? Come back by in a day or two, and maybe we'll have something people can get on board with. Something for the whole sink. With that, she just walks away, leaving him in the third floor hallway of the building. From down the hall, he can hear the radio on, and he can tell, even from a distance, that it's the Berg. So he swings by. It's about 10.30 at this point, and... He just sort of walks down the hall to catch a glimpse of what's on the news. Here's one of the WSBG reporters talking about the Sync 7. Just like, again, ladies and gentlemen, reporting from outside the state courthouse, we do have all seven of the Sync 7 being charged with aggravated assault, with sentences ranging from three to six years in prison time, depending on prior convictions. Two of the seven do have those, so they will be getting the maximum possible sentence. As you can hear behind me, already some reaction to this verdict, and there is some noise of shouting and chanting. There's shouting in the background. So the Sync 7 have been, have had the book thrown at them. The judge, um, they, they give uh, a couple of quotations from the judge's statement, and the judge is basically giving a law and order rap like, there's no place for this in our city. It doesn't matter what party you're from or not from. If you mess with your fellow citizens in any way, if you try to intimidate people with threats of violence, this is what's going to happen. Um, but according to the radio, there is apparently a big crowd gathering at City Hall, and it's getting ugly. So, uh, would Morgan break off from his patrols and go check that out, or would he stick to the sink? I think Morgan would be conflicted. Like, he would want to go... to the courthouse and uh, try to protect people there, but he's afraid that if anything spills over, it's going to go into the sink or it's going to spur action in the sink since it's um, quote-unquote strongman territory. So he's going to stay in the sink and he's probably going to just double time it to try to cover as much ground as possible, but not so fast that he can't observe potential violent situations that are, 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 are building. So he's gonna, 
he's going to go as fast as he can while still paying attention instead of moving along and then kind of pausing and observing and then moving along. Like he's going to keep a constant pace going, um, as much as he can. And if anything catches his eye, then he'll stop and check it out. He's hoping or he's banking that other heroes in the city are going to be at City Hall since this is such like a, um, a politically charged powder keg. He's, he's hoping that at least one other person's paying attention to the happenings that are going on. And, uh, you know, since it's probably in the one of the nicer parts of town, since it's the main judicial building that somebody else is, is going to be there. If a couple of if thens, if violence does erupt, he is going to handle each situation as quickly as possible so he can move on to the next thing. Uh, you know, if it, if it's a group or anything like that, you know, he's he's just going to uh, disable them, knocking out and things like that as quickly as possible, and moving on to the next group. If it's, I don't know, he feels like maybe there's going to be a, a larger threat, like a more powerful threat that, that's coming. And if that occurs, well, I guess we'll address that as it comes. Oh, it might be because the where the technocrats were talking about, where they had worked on kind of similar projects to what his suit did and Greenwell and everything. Like maybe he's afraid to a certain extent that, um, more serious violence outside of just like street level stuff is, is going to occur. And, you know, he's had very limited experience with that. So he's scared for his community, but he's also kind of thrilled at the, opportunity to test himself which he feels bad about yeah 